Welcome, welcome to Strategically and Unapologetically with Firestarter Monica. I am Firestarter Monica. And as always, we're excited to have guests. And today's guest is none other than Mr. Kevin D. Binion. Welcome, Mr. Binion. Welcome. Hello. We are glad to have you, all of our listeners and those that are fortunate to view strategically and unapologetically. I thank you for accepting the invitation. I've asked you to come um, aboard today. You're just a a wealth of goodies. I'm not going to uncap or release too soon. But I want to take advantage of the time. I always say that time is precious. It's valuable. Once it's spent, you can't recapture it, right? That is correct. Yes. So if you would, um, you pioneered um, in, in the Midwest some time ago. You were fortunate and one thing happened with another and it ended up where you had your own consulting firm. So if you could give us just a bit of your history how you got uh, prior to the consulting business, where were you and what is it that you were doing? Well, thank you, first of all, for the opportunity to come and share. I always love to share with the people uh, because um, I believe that uh, when we share with people, we unlock gifts, talents, and abilities that have been lying dormant in people. So I'm hoping that something that I'll share today will unlock something in somebody else. who is uh, looking for, you know, just, you know, some direction or that fire or that spark. So again, thank you so very much. And I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version of where I'm right now, because, you know, how I got to where I'm right now was filled with so many wonderful things, but I'll I'll just share briefly um, how I got to this point. Um, In my professional career, I spent most of my professional career as a senior executive with General Motors. And in 2001, I took a buyout from the company. Um, I was ready to do something else. I had a huge deal of responsibility with the company and decided to take a buyout. General Motors paid for me to utilize their outplacement consulting firm, which they had retained to uh, assist all of the senior executives in trying to determine what their next uh, professional opportunity was going to be. While at this consulting firm, I took a class on entrepreneurship and realized that that is what the Lord was leading me toward. I submitted my business plan to the instructor. He looked at it and he said, this is great. This is, this is a really good business plan. I think you'd be very successful. So uh, after that year was up uh, in 2002, uh, I started this consulting firm. And I had uh, started with two clients. The Lord gave me favor immediately. My first two clients were the city of Detroit and Remax of Southeastern Michigan. And with uh, Remax of Southeastern Michigan, uh, I was responsible for setting up all of their new brokerage houses. And uh, this consulting firm was uh, to provide organizational development services because that is a talent that the Lord has given me to be able to organize and to provide administrative and leadership uh, assistance. Uh, Those are some of my gifts and talents. So um, I did that and was very successful in that, and the Lord blessed. And then in 2005, the housing market crashed, and so I lost Remax as a client. My relationship with the city of Detroit 
uh, had ended by that particular time. And so uh, here I was uh, determining what was going to, you know, what was going to be my next. So uh, right around that time, individuals began to start uh, calling me, interesting enough, individuals, ministries, uh, people began to start calling me and say, hey, you know, I've got this business idea that I'd like to start. And uh, I think that you might be able to help me do that. So I met with these individuals and these opportunities just kept continuing and continuing. And I realized that this is what the Lord wanted me to do next to help individuals start their own businesses. And so and that is what I did. So that then became a large part of the services that I provided. So if somebody had a business idea, I would walk them through the process of writing business plans, coming up with marketing and financial strategy. Um, administrative strategy and help them to get their business launched. And I've done that and I even continue to do that to this day. But uh, what happened uh, uh, later on was that in the consulting business, uh, there are ebbs and flows, there are ups and downs, there are times when it's just raining and pouring and then there are times when it's very dry. So during one of the dry seasons, when there wasn't much uh, business happening, I began to start praying and asking God, well, you know, God, what do I do next? Uh, because this in and of itself uh, is not going to be enough for me to achieve the financial goals that I want to achieve, you know, for myself and for my family. So the business was growing. It was just growing at a snail's uh, crawl. And in 2000 and this happened, you know, this is going on. So right around 2012, I was sitting in my office and the Lord said, I want you to call this company. This was a company that I had received information from in the mail all the time. They would send these promotional bulletins in the mail all the time. And, and they provided leadership and management training services across the country and even internationally. And the Holy Spirit said, call them uh, and see if they'd be interested in uh, subcontracting you to provide some of their leadership and management training services. And so um, I did. I just called them, just being obedient to the Holy Spirit. I called them, spoke to one of their administrative people, and I said, hey, are you guys looking for some additional subcontractors? And she happened to say, yes, are you interested? Never talked to this person before, didn't know me, never talked to them. And they say, yes, we are absolutely looking for uh, some individuals. Uh, so I had already had some consulting business because prior to me starting my own firm, the outplacement consulting firm General Motors sent me to, I actually subcontracted with them um, because they also needed some, uh, some consultants. And so I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. And that was kind of my introduction to starting my own consulting business. So I was learning the, the ropes, the basics. I was learning contracts, how to price my services. So I already had that knowledge base and I'd already built up. But this was going to be something different. So this company was located in Kansas City, Missouri, and they said, well, this is our process. Uh, what you've got to do is you've got to uh, you got to come here. You've got to pay a certification fee. You've got to be here for a whole week. And if we like you, there was no guarantee. If we like you, uh, then we'll sign you. So I said, OK, told my wife, I got to go to Kansas City. This is what the Lord is telling me to do. And I did. And I got there and uh, I spent three days there and got certified. And I know it was the Lord because they waived all of the fees that I normally would have had to pay uh, to be certified through the organization. They waived all of those fees. All I had to do was just get there. And I did. And so immediately uh, I began to start doing some contracting work for them. 
and began to start building my leadership and management training uh, organization, the Binion Consulting Group. So uh, that relationship ended uh, during the pandemic, but uh, by that particular time, I had built up my book of business and had become very successful as a corporate leadership trainer. And uh, so that is what I am doing today. Uh, I still provide leadership and management training for companies all over the United States. I've also done some international work in Canada. Uh, a lot of people don't think that Canada is an international marketplace, but it is because it's outside of the United States. And um, I continue to do that. And I continue to build my business uh, through the Binion Consulting Group and continue to provide management and leadership training services uh, for individuals who need them and uh, help their leaders become their personal and professional best. And so that's the, 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 the Cliff Notes version of where I was and how I have uh, gotten to this place uh, today. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, wow. Wow. <clears throat> so I want to ask you this. <clears throat> Is there a difference with general consulting and transformational consulting? If there is a difference, can you explain? Yes, there, there, there is quite a difference. Um, general consulting, uh, people who are general consultants, what they do is they provide a variety of services to individuals. Uh, for example, a law firm is an example of a general consulting uh, practice. And um, they provide different types of legal services. They provide corporate legal counsel, family legal counsel, uh, financial legal counsel, patents and copyright counsel, um, you know, different types of counsel, you know, criminal counsel, um, you know, divorce counsel, all types of counsel they provide because that's general consulting. That's what they do. And a law firm, they'll have uh, several uh, attorneys who have specialized areas or specialized knowledge in those particular fields. In transformational consulting, you have uh, what's called a boutique business, where you have individuals who specialize in one particular area, and that is what they provide. And their goal is to make an impact in the areas where they provide consulting services. And that's all they do, and that's what they stick to. For example, when I started my consulting firm, uh, I believed that uh, a consultant needed to do everything in order to make money. So if somebody came to me and said, could you shine my shoes? I said, yes, I'll do it. Uh, can you make me some pancakes and eggs? Yes, I'll do it. Uh, whatever I was asked to do, I did it because I thought that's what a consultant did. But I realized I wasn't making any money because I hadn't really, uh, I hadn't really, uh, you know, tuned in to what I was really good at. And it wasn't until I tuned in to what I was really good at that my business really began to grow and take off. And I realized what I was good at was leadership and management because that is what I had done as an executive with General Motors. I led a very large organization. Um, I had a staff of about 375 individuals that worked up under me. I served domestic and international markets. I also trained um, individuals. My department was responsible for training individuals who relocated to Detroit from other parts of the country. And my, I was responsible for training them and bringing up the speed. And, and that's what I enjoyed. And that's what I was good at. And I wrote the training curriculum for them. And, 
and, and got them onboarded and acclimated. And, uh, and, and I did that because I'm actually a teacher by trade. The very first spiritual gift that I realized that I had was the gift of teaching. So I am a teacher by trade. Uh, I've taught spiritually. I've also taught in the public school system. And I'm just gifted in that area. So uh, why was I doing all these other things? Well, I was doing all these other things because sometimes when we think about making money, we think that we've got to hustle in order to make money. And, and the, Lord, the Lord doesn't want us to do any hustling. He wants us to do trusting. And so I began to start focusing on what I was good at. And that was leading and training. So then my services became transformational because now doors began to open and I was called by senior executives and leaders all over this country to come in and work with their executive leadership teams, help transform them from good to great. And many of those companies are still my clients to this day. And whenever they need leadership uh, training, whenever they have a new group of leaders, they'll call me because they know that I'm going to, when I'm done with them, then I'm going to transform these men and women. And they're not going to be mediocre. And they're not going to be average. They're going to be great. And they're going to be able to lead teams of successful individuals. And that's the difference between just general consulting and transformational consulting. And now I don't do anything else other than leadership and management, because that is my flow. Great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, that, that good to great. We know that um, there was a period, I don't know what, 10 years ago, that was really big. We, I think it was even books out, good to great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good to great. That is so important. So how has being a Christian um, leader impacted the consulting work that you do? Well, being a Christian is the foundation for what I do, uh, being a disciple of Jesus Christ, uh, is the foundation for everything that I lead. I believe my value system, how I built my business, uh, and that is uh, that comes with its blessings and it also comes with its challenges. But the key is to know who you are and not compromise. So all of my clients know uh, my value system, my belief system. They know what I stand for. Uh, it is in the books that I write. It is in the curriculum that I write, and it even comes out during the training session. Um, and I don't hide it. Um, I, don't, I don't try to hide it. I, I want people to understand that the reason that I've become successful is because what I do, I do for the kingdom. The, the key is, is that I do it in such a way where the people, even though they, they understand and know my faith, they still respect my professional knowledge and my expertise. And one of the, the things that, that, that Christians who are in business, one of the things that they don't quite get is the fact that you can be a Christian and you can be a believer and you can be a disciple of Jesus Christ and you can lead believers and you can believe un and lead unbelievers without every word of your mouth uh, sounding like it comes from Zechariah or Exodus or First uh, Peter. Um, you, you live Christianity. You live it before the people. They see you. Uh, the Bible says that we are living epistles read of all men. So uh, it's, it's how we live and they see it in how we live and they hear it in how we talk. And that's where we get our respect. Um, we don't compromise. I don't compromise in anything that I do. And, and not compromising sometimes has cost me uh, contracts with clients. Um, several years ago, I lost a huge contract uh, with a nonprofit organization uh, because they said that they did not want 
uh, to do any business with somebody who was too quote unquote preachy. And I said, well, <laughs> that's their loss, uh, but you don't compromise. Uh, and so when you stand for the things that you stand for uh, as a believer, uh, there are going to be times when you're going to be well-received, you're going to be you know, greatly rewarded and compensated. And then there are going to be times when you're going to be challenged in your faith and, uh, and you're going to be asked, you know, is it more important for you to stand on what you believe or make this money? And you got you to gotta know what you believe and you got to know what you stand for. And you got to trust the Lord that he is the provider and he is going to make things OK. And, uh, and I just let you know how well that works. Um, each year of the pandemic from, from 2020 to 2022, because we're still in 2023, uh, my business doubled every single year of the pandemic when most of the world was reeling uh, because of this plague, uh, the Lord was blessing me and um, my business doubled. As a matter of fact, for the first time ever, uh, my wife and I owed the IRS last year because we made too much money and didn't adjust our tax bracket properly. So uh, that's, uh, that's what happens when you trust God. He's going to provide. He's going to take care of you. But uh, as a believer, you better make sure that uh, your business uh, model includes Christ uh, as uh, the foundation for everything that you do. Absolutely, sir. That is awesome. You actually answered one of my questions down the line was um, to ask you how the COVID-19 pandemic had affected your business. Were you able to um, utilize um you know, this this virtual landscape in order to deliver services. And so you answered that. That's beautiful. Um, not every business was uh, disabled by that crisis that we experienced. So I'm glad to hear that your business is one of the ones that was able to flourish. Actually, you're the second entrepreneur that we've had uh, come aboard thus far to give that testimony. Uh, that they were able to sit back and hone in and how the Lord just opened up and blessed their business tre tremendously during the pandemic. You also mentioned, well, before I go to that one question, I want to ask you this. If it's appropriate, would you mind sharing with the audience some of um, the organizations, businesses that you've serviced down through the years? Oh, sure. Absolutely. I'll, I'll name um, a few of them. Um, University of Notre Dame. Um, uh, British Petroleum, um, the oil, big oil company. Uh, one of my clients, uh, University of Notre Dame is one of my clients. Uh, Fulton County Schools in uh, Georgia, uh, one of my clients. Um, there is a company that is in Houston, Texas called Surcell. Um, they provide or they make uh, oceanic seismic equipment to uh, help detect uh, earthquakes and things that are going on deep beneath the, the, the ocean. Uh, they're one of my clients, been a longstanding client. Uh, there is a company in San Jose, California called Mainspring Energy. And what they do is they make uh, in, in industrial and commercial generators uh, for uh, large uh, companies and organizations. 
uh, they are a client of mine. Uh, so those are some of the clients that, you know, that I currently serve. Uh, also, you know, a couple other, you know, I do a lot of work in the, the, the collegiate university area. Uh, Keene University, uh, which is in uh, New Jersey, which is now uh, expanding into other parts of the Midwest. They actually uh, have commercials now in Michigan. And, uh, and there are some uh, students, they're recruiting students from Michigan area high schools. And uh to go to Keene University. And so they are one of my uh, regular clients. And then also Middlesex College, also in New Jersey, uh, is another one of my clients. You know, and I provide uh, leadership and management training, not just for the staff and faculty, but also for the students. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. with us. Um, uh, well, I'm going to ask maybe two additional questions mm-hmm. about um, consulting before I began to talk to you about, you mentioned books. So I want to ask you, do you train other consultants? I don't necessarily train other consultants. Um, Typically individuals who partner with me should already come uh, with training. However, uh, if there are individuals who are interested in getting into the consulting business, then I am always uh, happy to sit down and talk with those individuals and let them know what the training business required. I have learned a lot uh, since my earlier days uh, with uh, Right Management, which is the first uh, firm that I contracted with um, and, and where I basically learned the business of consulting because I had a great opportunity there. Uh, they flew me all over the country. Uh, to teach uh, or to train their clients as well uh, in the outplacement consulting industry. And so I learned quite a bit about that. Um, and so what I do today is, is very similar. Uh, so, but I don't train them per se, because uh, one, because I don't have the time. And two, because, um, you know, to, to train some individuals, especially when they come from other parts of the country, uh, you would have to come, you know, to my office. You'd have to be here for a minute. It'd be a while. I, and I don't know how cost prohibitive that is for people. But if anybody ever wanted to talk with me or or set up some type of virtual conversation about what it takes to get started and some of the lessons that I've learned, some of the things you need to do, well, I'm always happy to provide that knowledge and that information. Okay. Well, awesome. Is that something that you're willing to share now, your contact information? Yeah. Um, Actually, I started off asking you to tell tell us about your consulting firm, but I'm not sure if we ever mentioned the name of your business. Well, I think I did mention it in my testimony, but I'll give it to you again, my contact information. First of all, my name is Kevin Binion, uh, and that was a name that uh, is on my birth certificate, so I'll continue to use that until I die. But um, my name of my business is the Binion Consulting Group. And we're located in Detroit, Michigan, and you can get all of our contact information if you go to our website, bcgxl.com, bcg, Binion Consulting Group, dot com. And that will uh, give you, that'll connect you to our website, and that'll help you find all of the information about what we do, who we serve, our mission, our vision. And if you want to call my office directly and set up an appointment, my office phone number is area code 313 Three six eight zero two four zero. Thank you for sharing that, sir. Now, I'd like to ask you about book writing. You talked about books. 
what kind of, what books do you have? How many books do you have? When did you get started? How did you get started? Why did you get started? All those good things. Please share. Well, writing is another talent that I have, a gift that the Lord has given me. So I love to write and I am a writer. Uh, I've been writing since I was in elementary school, actually. And when I got to high school, uh, my teachers realized that I had a, a real writing gift and they began to help me to uh, perfect that. So I was a part in high school. I was a part of the journalism uh, department and I wrote for the school newspaper and I also was a part of the yearbook staff. And so a lot of the copy that is in our yearbook, um, I wrote a lot of that copy. After that, I decided to go to college and major in journalism and public relations at Wayne State University where I got my undergraduate degree. And so I continued to write. I wrote for the, the college newspaper. Then uh, at Wayne State University, I wrote for the college newspaper. Uh, and then after that, um, I uh, got an internship work with Campbell Ewald, which at that time was one of the largest advertising agencies in Michigan, and I did an internship with them. Uh, and then after that, um, I went to the corporate world and I began to start uh, writing again. And uh, I got a scholarship to go to college from Fago Beverages in Detroit, Michigan. And uh, during my college years, Fago also hired me to work in their marketing department. And again, I continue to write. And as a matter of fact, uh, when Fago did their, uh, when they celebrated their 100th anniversary um, uh, as a beverage maker, uh, I wrote the, uh, the, the anniversary copy for uh, Fago Beverages. Uh, and so I've always written. Uh, later on, um, I began to start uh, taking the knowledge and experiences of life and began to start writing books. So I wrote my first book, which was uh, a book for single adults uh, called Why Can't I Find Someone? And I wrote that book in 1993, and it was released in 1999. And then after that, I just continued to start writing. I've written books for uh, I've written books for family life. I've written books for married life. I've written books to encourage people. Uh, and then I've also written books for business leaders. And, uh, and so I've written a total of 17 books and I'm working on several more right now, but all of my books uh, are available through amazon.com. But uh, the books that I've written for business, I've, I've written a couple of really, really good books for business. One is called The Business of Excellence. And then the other one is called Vision, the power that moves business forward. Um, and, and so those are two books that I have written for business leaders and business owners that are very, very popular. And um, again, those books are also available on Amazon.com. Awesome. I did a little uh, digging. They call it, I think they call it lurking. So I went on to your website and I did see those two books, those mm -hmm. that are being written associated with business. Mm -hmm. Wow. So um, one of the last things I want to ask you, is there anything that you would like to share with the listener, with the viewer? Because I will make this, uh, this uh, session will be available by video as well. But is there anything that you would like to share with that budding consultant, that up and coming consultant? What would you like to share with them? What advice could you give them to save them, possibly save them time and money? Well, I'm going to share this with you. And this is about as honest as I can be. 
from experience that I've had and continue to experience. Uh, when you are a consultant, a lot of times in the consulting industry, it is either feast or famine. And if you are going to be a consultant, you have got to have the tenacity in order to weather both kinds of storms. Uh, you, you've got to, to be able to, to, to hang in there when it rains and pours, and you got to be able to hang in there when it's a dry season. Uh, if you are paying attention, you're going to learn things through both uh, types of testing uh, as a consultant. But uh, in all of that, uh, just understand that like everything else in business, again, I had to learn I had to focus on what I was great at, uh, and that's what I decided to give all my energy to. And some people, when they're in consulting, and, I, and I've met you know, hundreds of consultants in my field, and many of these individuals are not very good at what they do, uh, and so they don't succeed at it. Uh, and truthfully, they really shouldn't be in that field. They should be doing something else. So if you want to go into consulting, uh, you need to understand that consultants are paid because they have a specialized knowledge base that other people need for the efficient and proficient operation of their business. If you don't have that knowledge base, then you're never going to do well as a consultant. Uh, I am recognized uh, in my field as a subject matter expert in the field of leadership and management training uh, because I study that field uh, and I have perfected my craft in that field and I deliver the intangibles that companies are looking for so that their leadership and management teams can become great. Um, if you don't have that knowledge base, then you can't deliver. And there are certain things that I'm asked to do. And I said, no, that's not that's not my area of expertise. So I'm sorry. I'd like to. But I'm very honest and transparent about what I can and cannot do. And that's that's what makes a good consultant. Uh, if you're just looking for dollars, uh, and you think that you can charge all this money because consultants are paid handsomely. But we're paid handsomely because we have the knowledge base that companies need. If you think you're going to do well in this field financially, but you don't study to perfect your craft or because you really don't have the passion or desire to do it, uh, you're not going to do very well. You'll get exposed very easily and, and you'll never you'll never get any work. People will never call you back again. So um, if you're going to be a consultant, Determine what it is you're really good at consulting and then make that the, 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 the source of your business operation. And if you do that, you're going to do very, very well. And then the last thing about that, you got to be willing to put the work in because it is not easy. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to work hard. And you're going to have to be diligent uh, in order to be successful. So if you take all of those things and put them all together, you will be great as a consultant. Uh, you'll always be busy. You'll always have work. Uh, and your name and your reputation will precede you and people will call you just based on your name. As a matter of fact, I'll just share this briefly with you. Uh, there was a woman who was a manager, project manager uh, for my uh, consultant, uh, excuse me, for my client that was in Houston, Texas. And she decided, her and her husband decided to leave Houston and go to California. And when she started working for this company in California, uh, the first thing that she did when she got there, realizing that she had the opportunity to bring in consultants, the first thing she did was call me. And the reason she called me was because she remembered the impact that I had left on her through my training courses in Houston, Texas. And she called me, and that's how I ended up getting uh, my client that I currently have in San Jose, California. 
So when you do well, people are always going to remember you in your consulting. And that's what you want. Awesome. And that's so true. Um, and that's applicable not in just the arena that you're in. But when you're ethical, you have to have integrity. It, it will make room for you. It will make room for you. Thank you so much. That was a wealth of information and a wealth of knowledge. And we didn't pay for it this time. <laughs> well, well God, you don't ever have to pay for it because, again, uh, you know, for you, uh, the, 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 the payment is to see the success of you and the people who view this program. So, um, so that is, that's the payment. I received that, sir. Thank yeah. you so much. Well, we've got a, yet another successful um, session. Yet another successful podcast has come to a close. This has been rich, and you have been strategically and unapologetically with Firestarter Monica and with Kevin DeBinion. And until we meet again, Remember this one thing, be 